This podcast contains explicit content. What it do? What it is, soul brother? What's going on, eh? This podcast is hardly focused. What's going on, man? About it. Dissecting the news one tangent at a time. When there's nothing left to burn, you have to set yourself on fire. McGrady 2 is back. Guess you guys aren't ready for that yet. But your kids are gonna love it. Hey, you are Harley Focused with Mike Gerard, Nate Fillers, Jack Gill. You can get us at HarleyFocused.com. We are on your favorite podcast app. We are on YouTube. Just search for Harley Focused. Blink 182 is together again with. Tom and Mark and Travis for the time being until they break up again. It's and then it's just like na 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 The worst kept secret in music was that they were going to be getting back together. Uh, it all sparked from Mark Hoppus being diagnosed with cancer a few years ago or a few years ago last year. Feels like still, a few years ago. Still feel a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he beat cancer. He had stage four cancer. He had like the super serious cancer, but he beat it and was very public about the fact that he and Tom had reunited, that they were pals again. Uh, things had thawed years ago when Tom made it very clear that the reason why he left the band. <laughs> The last time he left the band was because he was hunting for aliens. And then the government. That's the best reason why. But then the government declassified a bunch of videos and in, in articles in things that all tied back to him. You looked at like all the all the people who were cited in these things, and they were all top level scientists and government officials. And then Blink-182 frontman <laughs> Tom DeLonge. So once it all came out, then Mark and Travis realized, oh, you were telling the truth this whole time. Our bad. We just thought you were crazy. So um, uh, we're literally worst kept secret. Yep. Uh, like we knew it was going to happen. I feel like it was inevitable. They're back. They announced it today. They're doing uh, they're, they're starting off in South America and doing Lollapalooza in uh, Chile, and then they're touring down there. Here's the first hint that it was coming. It was inevitable as a bunch of Blink-182 posters showed up in uh, Brazil over the weekend. So there was that, and then they were doing um, really good viral marketing, too, pretty much getting ready to blow the cover on it. And then this morning, 
woke up to the news and not just that but a snippet of new music uh, uh, uh they, they already have i think an album recorded and it, the first song comes out on uh friday it was friday the 14th surprise now the last time they reunited in 2009 when they talked about reuniting they said 2008 i'm sorry they said hey we have this song called up all night it's gonna be great you're gonna love it and we finally heard it in 2011 so the fact that they now now for the second time announcing their reunion and actually had new music to back it up is is a far cry from where they were before. But um, so are you saying that this new album was recorded in two thousand nine? You know what? I wouldn't be fucking surprised. I wouldn't, wouldn't be. Either. You know, Tom released after he left the band the second time. He released a solo album, and it was all tracks that were supposed to be on the Blink album. They never recorded. There's a there's a track called Golden Showers in the Golden State, which was very, very obviously supposed to be an Angels and Airwaves track. But uh, Nate, you're a Blink-182 fan. How are you feeling about this? Um, I'm ready. <laughs> I, I immediately was like, well, I saw them live, but they didn't have Tom. So I want to get tickets now to see them again. But I can't imagine that's going to be an easy feat now because like. I don't know. This seems like big news, but I don't really know how big they are anymore, but I'm ready. They're still big. I mean, they're big enough to, uh, you know, host the, uh, the fire festival. So <laughs> zing. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're, they're in all seriousness, they are headlining all of the Lollapalooza dates. Uh, the tour that they're doing, they're playing nothing smaller than arenas. They're doing the TD garden on May 21st mm-hmm. next year with turnstile. So and turnstile, if you haven't listed them, they're absolutely fantastic. So um, that is going to be near impossible for us to find tickets, Nate, but I wish you the best of luck when you try. Okay. <laughs> True. Um, you saw, I, I, you saw Muskiba then. Yeah. So is there any news about that? Like what? No. With him? So the last that anyone heard about him he responded to someone on instagram earlier this year where they asked him what's going on blink 182 and he just straight up said i don't know i don't even know if i'm in the band anymore oh shit which is like the most cryptic saddest post but like alkaline trios picked back up like he's fine i just saw them at uh at riot fest so like they're they're fine but I hope there is some degree of acknowledgement for him because they only recorded two albums with the guy. They hit their first number one in, uh, at that point, 15 years with him. So yeah. he's sort of integral to the band. I mean, this is like when uh, Klinghoffer left Chili Peppers and Frusciante came back. Like, you got to give the guy that you're replacing some some degree of credit. I Yeah, it's going to be a little different, though, I feel, because it's like, I, I wonder if they're going to still play those songs cuz i mean they don't have matt anymore like if is if tom going to pick up the parts like it's really interesting to see what's going to happen that is something i am very curious to see i mean uh, there's a lot of stuff that mark's saying that they could still do and tom doesn't have to sing any of it mm-hmm. um it's like when taking back sunday reunited and they they were covering the entire discography so it was interesting hearing the old lineup doing songs that they didn't record didn't mm-hmm. sing on so we'll see what happens with blank but i just hope they say there's some acknowledgement about skiba or like because i i'm in the minority that really enjoyed skiba being in the band and uh oh, he wasn't bad i i never i never really hated him i it 
I just felt like it sounded not like Blink, but I mean, that could just be where Blink-182 is nowadays. Yeah, like, but, they could just be moving to that sound. Uh, it might have not been Matt at all. Part of the issue was that Skiba and Mark sound interchangeable, so it was very difficult to tell who was singing. Yeah. So there, it was... Uh, it made the first... <clears throat> Like the first time you've listened to any any of those tracks from those two albums, you'd really have to be paying attention who's. But saying Skiba, and I don't know why, but I keep on thinking Chiba, like Sunny Chiba, and, Chiba. and I can't help it. I'm Chiba, sorry, Chiba Chiba, smoking Chiba Chiba. I'm glad I'm not the only one that thought that it was uh, Mark singing, like the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, because I felt like an idiot once. Like I listened closer, I was like, oh, there's, that's a different guy. It took me far too long. It took me far too many listens to pick up who was doing what but i i liked i liked those albums i like california i like nine they were good uh a little a little too heavy on certain elements and i i blame their producer for that feldman john feldman but i i was in the minority that really enjoyed those two albums but i will take a reunion with tom any day it's funny that you didn't see him with tom i've done the only times i've seen them were with tom i, I missed him with skiba yeah, that is weird, but like, I guess I never really, so what had happened was I had never really been interested in seeing them live because I was just like, okay, you know, they're great. And then like, I started liking them more and then, um, the shit happened with Travis and I was like, oh shit, he's not doing well. Like I want to see Travis while I still can. The plane crash or yeah. Okay. Yeah. And like, then I was like, fuck, I need to get tickets. And then they were. Where the hell were they? The Tweeter Center or whatever? Is it still called the Tweeter Center? I don't remember. Uh, the Xfinity Center. Xfinity I, I, Center I still call you. it. I still call it Great Woods. Okay, fair. <laughs> uh, Tweeter Center for the Performing Arts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw them. I saw them there, and um, it was fun. Like yeah, that was Weezer, like right to where we were sitting. That was Weezer like, in the audience. Weezer and Fall Out Boy, right? Um, or Pack at the Disco and Fall Out Boy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't actually remember well i'll tell you this when i saw them i went it was the, so good he can't remember <laughs> well i went to yeah. the hartford show because taking back sunday was opening for them and then go figure i showed up right after they uh they'd already played like i showed up just as weezer was leaving because of uh traffic and whatnot. typical jack uh no i've i'm phenomenal at showing up right when the headliner's about to go on like i just have this amazing ability to do that and this is the one time where i wish i didn't have that ability uh it was also the night after dj am died so that was fun Fuck. that that show shouldn't have happened at all yeah a little too emotional there were no dick jokes being told oh yeah i remember you sending me a clip that's fucking depressing dude and yeah. they canceled a bunch of shows after i'm like cancel this show too like oh we're gonna play because we this is the best way to honor djm is by playing this concert I'm like y'all yeah. were on stage for 90 minutes crying your eyes out they shut the fuck up they couldn't sing down because they were just like crying the whole time i've never if you want to see Sad. a man do an angry drum solo like uh, uh, travis yeah it's just it was it was depressing and awkward um and then I saw him again. I, I saw him in 2011, just before Neighborhoods came out. That was good. That was a good show. Uh, Travis always hampered by something. Every time I've seen that band. The first time it was plus 44 and he'd broken his arm. So he had to do the whole set with one arm. Then AM died. The Neighborhoods tour. 
it was pouring rain, so he couldn't do his upside down drum solo. And then I don't think anything was hampering him. I saw him at Mohegan in 2013. They just fucking hated each other at that point. So no one was talking <laughs> to one another. It was, you know, like, have you ever been to a show where the performers just don't speak to the crowd at all? Yeah, it's awkward. I'm trying to remember. Did Tool do that? Probably not. Well, no, like, because I know, like, he stands off to the side. Like, he doesn't. He's not like front man, front man. He always is on on the side. He might. I think he did, but I can't. Like, it's they just kind of launched into it. Okay. Yeah. I remember when I saw Tool. Like, they did like a whole like five, three or five minute sitting on the stage and just chilling out. <laughs> like in um like paying respects to Maynard's mother. Oh okay. it was like the ten thousand days, like and everybody like had their lighters out and everything, and they just kinda like sat on the edge of the stage and just like looked at the audience for a while. Why why didn't you lead with that? Here I am cackling. <laughs> <laughs> because I wanted to make you look like a fool. <laughs> um, thanks, Nate. I feel really good about myself. Um, hey, I mean, you're not too bad. When I, I'm a fool because I missed Queens of the Stone Age opening for Nine Inch Nails. You are so, a fool. I love I, you, Nate, I miss, but that I is got foolish. some of them. I got some of their songs, but I was, I, I was a big, big regret because I was like, who's opening for them? They're like, Queens of the Stone Age. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And we're not there right now. Yeah, but, but you know, we only care about nine inch nails, man. It's like, are you guys fucking stupid? I, 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 mean, I mean, I can understand. Like, if you're like, I, I only care about one band. That one band is Trent Reznor. Yeah. But yeah. I do understand. Like, you want to go. See, yeah. I seem to recall, too. You, you had enough feedback that you could provide me about how big Josh home is. Yeah. Like he's like six foot 13. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were thinking. OK, never mind. All right. Nine Inch Nails like, were great when, when I saw them a few weeks ago, man. Different kind of big. All right. Yeah. Big, Dude, Nine Inch Nails is crazy. Like, mm. first, the very first song, very first song, like, there's just a note playing, and then Trent Reznor comes out with a guitar, and he just smashes it. <laughs> nothing nothing had happened yet. It's just like, and then the first thing he does is smash a guitar right off the start. It was fucking epic. Uh, do you see that the, I guess, original Nine Inch Nails lineup reunited a couple in, weeks ago? Yeah, in, in Ohio of all places, you're like, God damn, the one time I needed to be in Ohio and you wouldn't have thought about it. Yeah. I don't actually know the original lineup. All I know is Marilyn Manson used to be in the group. Uh, Richard Patrick from Filter. Yeah. Who is uh, Robert Patrick, the T-1000, that's his brother, uh, before Filter was a thing he was in nine inch nails and i believe he only played on pretty hate machine yeah he was, he was early on and then there was kind of like this like not so amicable kind of thing but especially because trent's a bit of a perfectionist and a i want to do everything myself and then you guys do what i'm telling you to do yep and it was a bit, a bit of that little yeah no so isn't, isn't filter the band that has like that do you want to take my picture song yes but they also have Hey Man, Nice Shot. Yes. About the, just, <laughs> about the great R. Bud Dwyer. <laughs> like, oh, you leave the room if this is going to offend you. That was the first time I ever saw death. Watching that man. Uh, watching that man pull a 357 out of a paper bag. Oh, yeah. 
because I was interested because music taught me stuff because I'm like, hey, this filter song is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but then they came out with like the picture song and it was like, what is going on? <laughs> and they're dynamic. They were showing their or, I mean, I don't, I'm not shitting on it. I'm just like, it's, it was pretty jarring. <laughs> it's like, if you, if you know them from, Hey man, nice shot. And then you hear, do you want to take my picture? You're like, uh, what happened? Where are you going with this? <laughs> Did they have those are, so I know those two songs and then they had put out, Around the time we had started this show, they put out an album, and I remember playing a bunch of songs off of that. But it didn't really like I, everybody take knows off. about that one album, and that is it. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, so those I, two songs, basically. Yes. Yeah, Short Bus. That was the album. I think everybody everybody knows Short Bus and title of a record. Uh, hey man, nice shot. It was ninety five. Oh, uh, can't you trip like I do with the Crystal Method? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. See, I, I consider that a Crystal Method song. Yeah, so. me too. It, yeah, the list I'm looking at attributes it to both of them. It could go either way. Oh, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah, and then take a picture was 99. Oh, where do we go from here? From 2002. That was on the soundtrack to something, wasn't it? Uh, uh, Lost Highway, maybe. That seems to be a soundtrack. Everybody had something really important. on. Uh, I just I feel like that was on like, I guess it wasn't. I thought it might have been on the Spider-Man soundtrack because it came out in 2002. Like that, that's when Spider-Man came out. Nickelback was on that. Okay. Uh, was it nickel? It was uh was it Chad Kroger and Josie Scott? Oh my god. What fucking remember. song was that? Was that Hero? Yeah. Oh I god. Think. All right. And then <clears throat> that's like the Pearl Jam version of it. I don't know what that was. Look, I don't know if this speaks to the kind of band that filter is these days, but the last two singles that they put out both came out in 2020. The first was called thoughts and prayers. And the second was called Murica. Fair. Uh, oh boy. But uh, yeah, blink One Eight Two. I'm big excited. <laughs> yeah. Their new song, the, what I played at the beginning of the episode is called edging, which is a term uh, for when you are <laughs> jacking off and right before you blow your load, you blue ball yourself. Cause that sounds like fun. Because it's supposed to help with uh, both uh, force and volume, and oh. um, yeah, it's not fun. Oh, I've done, I've tried it. It sucks. It it hurts. So uh, yes, as as does traditional blue balling. So yes. So this uh, song very clearly going to be about the art of landscaping. Mm-hmm. But that uh, comes out Friday. Then uh, I'm sure at some point we'll learn about the new album. And uh, yeah, where was that audio from? Uh, a piece together from oh, okay, uh, from, from the various facets of the internet. There are various clips of the song that have been released today, and some nice uh, chap on the internet put them all together to make a cohesive 45 seconds of music. Cool, yeah, because I saw their post on Twitter and it only had like that one little part. That was a nice surprise to hear that and to hear Tom yeah. doing trying to do the Tom voice. That was a nice surprise. Yeah. Uh, so, Mike, uh, this is for you. Uh, 
true. <laughs> it is true. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. Blink-182 back together. Uh, very excited about that. I probably, when that new album comes out, we'll do what I did when Neighborhoods came out and play the whole fucking album on the show. Because that's because why not? Because, yeah, why why not? Um, on the episode that we have for you tonight, today, whenever it is, you might be listening. This is my boy, Kimbo Slice. Uh, we have the uh, long-awaited return of Mike Terrar's favorite segment, How Fucking Dumb Are You? <laughs> All right. uh, we got more music news, more about uh, Blink-182, but other bands. And then uh, I want to educate you guys on a man from Turkey who uh, made the news in Kansas City over the weekend Ooh. for being uh, a bit of a... now. One might argue he's an internet sensation. I would say he's a living, breathing meme. But I will okay. learn. I will learn you guys on him. So uh, we have that coming up, and uh, it is the eleventh of October. The year. Oh no! You dated us. Was I not supposed to do that? I don't know. Okay. Because so, now everyone will know that it's in the past. Well, it is the I need proof of life. <laughs> Give me proof of life. <laughs> It's the 11th of October, or as we like to celebrate it here on Hardly Focused, Soft Rocktober. Hold on to the night. So let it be known that uh, this might be the only time I make reference to it, and I'll probably forget every episode that we do from this point forward this month. Great. <laughs> I mean, I like it. I'm just saying great just to be positive. That's good. And I, yeah. and, I, and I don't think I have enough soft rock loaded into the board here. I think I literally just have that. I feel like I might have loaded more in last year and I'm just blanking on what, uh, what I might have. We'll figure it out. As much do you as get some, do you have some Peter Cetera in there? I don't think I have any Peter Cetera in here. I don't even have Chicago in here, man. Well, there's a difference between, yeah, because yacht rock and there's soft rocks. So you got to make sure there's a difference there. Subtle. Uh, Chicago, you consider that yacht rocked? Uh, I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. Okay. I'm going to let you decide. Chicago amuses me because all of their albums are called Chicago. And they all have like, if you want to learn about Roman numerals, uh, Chicago is the way to do it because they're all sequentially numbered, except for one album where they decided, fuck our fans, we're not doing a numbered album. And I think Chicago was, by Chicago featuring Chicago. I'm pretty sure it was a disco record because it was the late, which 70s. is why we don't number that. <laughs> it's also, I think it's the album. They also don't talk about because everyone, everyone is tis forbidden. Everyone jumped on that craze, whether they wanted to or not. Maybe it was the Roman numeral zero. That album divided by itself and it doesn't exist. Yes. All right. Uh, we will return Stick around. You are listening to Hardly Focused. This podcast contains explicit content. I have such a hard time wrapping my head around the anti-vax mindset. Any doctor tells me, hey, we have a goo. Want us to inject you with it? I go, fuck yeah. I don't care what's in it. Just give it to me. Just yeah. inject me with the goo. You, If you say my life will be materially improved by that goo flowing through my veins, fucking give me the goo. Hardly focused. Charles Montrose, after all these years. Jessica Fletcher. Well, I, I haven't seen you since you had the... The, uh... You can say it, Charles. I'm not ashamed. Abortion. Aha! So she's the murderer!
Hardly Focus, Mike Gerard, Nate Fillers, Jack Gilly. You can get us at hardlyfocus.com on your favorite podcast app on YouTube. Just search for Hardly Focus. Uh, Angela Lansbury passed away today, the 11th of Softer October, passed away at the age of 200. Uh, what I what I liked close. <laughs> what I liked about right. that Family Guy clip too, something I didn't notice until today, finding it to pull that audio on the day she died is that there's a banner in the background because she's at her high school reunion. The banner says "Class of 1904." <laughs> That's damn close. Uh, Angela Lansbury. Uh, a couple things about her. One, uh, not too bad looking for her age, considering she was what 96. Yeah. She was a, a hot old lady. Worked right up to the end. Uh, and everyone was familiar with Angela Lansbury because of, well, a couple of things. One, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, cool. Well, uh, with her voice for Beauty and the Beast. And then Murder, She Wrote, which if you had grandparents, then you were familiar with Murder, She Wrote. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All of us have watched at least one episode of Murder, She Wrote, whether we wanted to or not. Yeah. yeah. If you were ever sick back in the day after prices right was over <laughs> and you didn't want to watch soap operas you'd flip around you're like all right i guess murder she wrote it's either that or it was, it was right between like law and order at one o'clock and like murder she wrote and, and matlock we're like right there mm-hmm. the only, my mom like, i don't want mayberry rfd and all that all that crap now but you go murder she wrote yeah my mom watched it so whenever yeah. it was on i was just like oh there it is the only episode I remember of Murder, She Wrote featured Jessica trying to play a Game Boy. Like she was carrying around a, like an old school Game Boy in her purse that had Tetris on it. And every time she turned it on to play it, she would get frustrated within five seconds and just throw the thing down and do that like old person. Because <laughs> that's what old people do when they're exasperated, when they don't want to deal with something anymore. They all go. Wah! Yeah, I mean, or if you're my age <laughs> <laughs> apparently nate is three weeks away from just sitting on a lawn chair his front lawn is going get off my lawn i mean it's true we had we just had a break and i treated myself to a v8 juice <laughs> <laughs> so i was like dude i love v8 juice and i love butterscotch candies i'm officially <laughs> wait wait here's a, here's a question the metal tins that have a picture of cookies on top do they actually have cookies inside of them when you in 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 your house, or is there are, are they are, is it a sewing kit? Sewing kit. <laughs> oh yeah, he's old. <laughs> Has anyone ever actually opened one of those and found cookies inside, or only just exclusively needles? I I believe I believe my grandmother back in the day had one and i think it was it was on its way to become a song again but we had to take the cookies out to eat them first so okay i do believe the one time i was like oh there's cookies in here i believe that was my back growing up that was my uh my crayon receptacle okay i believe those cookies were all like individually wrapped too like they all came in uh they weren't individually wrapped but they had like their their little like sections yeah the little sections of like the little papers for like uh, cupcakes okay that kind of paper yeah and they all tasted the same, but like yes. they're all different shapes. There's yeah. like one was pretzel shaped, one was just like square. Kind of, yeah, square. One was like kind of swirly. It's like they all taste the same. I can't remember what Pepperidge Farm makes, but I love them, and they're like the 
they're round and they have like the little raspberry jelly dollops in the center. Oh yeah, well Pet Birch Farms remembers. Yeah, but those the 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 sewing kits came with those. That's what I'm gonna call them now. If I go, oh, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go to a Christmas tree shop, okay? And I'm gonna go <laughs> in and be like, hey, do you guys have those sewing kits in the blue tins? And they're gonna point me right to the cookies. They're gonna know exactly what I'm talking about, and they know I ain't looking for no damn sewing kit. They know I'm looking for the cookies. I just wouldn't be able to remember the word cookie at that time, but I could remember something that has more syllables and words. Are you thinking of the Veronas? Yes. Those are good. Those are good. Those in the, um, why can't I remember the names of any of these? They're, they're like the, they're like the sandwich ones and they come in mint flavored. The Milanos. The Milanos. Yes. Those are good. The Trobs remembers. Uh, in 10 days, uh, I will be this. Realizing he doesn't actually say the title of the song at any point in this, but I'm running out of ages that will correspond to song titles. 33. Ah. Nate made that reference about uh, his age and um, drinking tomato juice, and it just made me remember that I'm only getting older. Yeah, that happens. What's my age again? Well, quite, <laughs> <laughs> call back to our first reference. Here. <laughs> well, think about it. I mean, like we're getting to a point now where there's not many songs. Like there's no songs about 34 that I can think of, um, or 35. Like, really, I'm, I don't know. Like what's what, what's after 33? 34. Yeah, it's been 35 and 36, but it's not that hard to count. Wow, <laughs> talk about song titles, you motherfuckers. <laughs> Checking Jack for a stroke over here. Uh, Song about thirty four. I'm sure there is. Yeah. Because like, then, like, there there's forties. Song. Uh, Ariana Grande has a song that covers the next two years. Okay. Thirty four plus thirty five. All right. So there you go. You're good for that. All yeah. right, and then we'll we'll talk about that later. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, I guess after that, ooh, Dave Matthews Band just has number thirty four. Okay, Dave Matthews. Okay, there you go. Arg- arguably cromulent. Well, do they say it? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, after uh, 35, I'm going to have to wait 10 years before I can play this. And I'm staring down the barrel of 45. Yep. Yes, you are. We're, uh, we're, we're running out of numbers here. So um, He does not say 34 in the lyrics. Okay. Damn. Missed out, Dave. Chickabooha, chickabooha. <laughs> was it Dave Matthews that his tour bus dumped like a ton of shit mm-hmm. into the river in Chicago or like dumped it on people? Mm-hmm. People. Yeah, that's hilarious. That's unfortunate for anyone who got caught up in that. Oh, she does say 34 and 35 in the lyrics for Ariana Grande. So you are set for the next two years, sir. I knew she would Sweet. come through. Thank you. Uh, did you guys know that Sonic, the the restaurant, makes a uh, hard seltzer? I did not. Yeah, I learned uh, that tonight. It's news to me. Like, do they serve it at the Sonics now? No, but the, I guess it's a partnership thing because these taste like the slushes. Mm-hmm. I'd be it'd be cooler if they served it at Sonic. Yeah, yeah, be a lot cooler if you did in the drive-through. <laughs> <laughs> 
because there's no way to eat. For those of you who don't know, there's no eating inside of a Sonic. It's all drive through. Oh, you can't. I've eaten inside of a Sonic. It depends no. on the location. Really? Yeah. Dude, I've never seen a location that has an inside. Yep. Uh, I, I even asked I even asked too. like can we can we sit in here and they're like yeah that's fine that's insane I, I thought that was their whole shtick yeah and it's a location that no longer exists too it was uh in I think it was in Lawrence okay so because well, there you go like they broke the rules we do have Sonics around they're here gone. they're just very sparse like if I want to go to Sonic I have to drive out to Springfield we have more Sonic commercials than we have Sonics Sonic commercials piss me off because nobody in the fast food industry is that friendly and that vocal and that concise when they're making anything like there's the commercial for it was like some kind of slush and they had it over the summer and it has many components to it. And I think like there were like nerds or gummy bears or some candy that was going in it and they were giving away the notion that there were like a line of six to seven people where like your only job is to put these gummy things on the slush. Like, no, that's not true. That does not happen anywhere. At best, they're going to remember 90% of your order at best. Hey, and 90 is still an A. So (laughs) yeah, that's true. (laughs) Now that's that I've never had an issue with Sonic, but uh, C's get degrees. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that, those commercials just uh, I'd rather I'd rather take the jabroni sitting out in their car having existential crises. Yeah, I like those. They're they're just stupid enough to work. Yeah. Well, uh, Nate, you're a fellow anxiety man. Have you ever like had to overcome anxiety to order at Sonic because it's outside of the normal way of doing things? Um. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting that you say that because, like, yeah, that was a huge thing for me. Like, I hated, I still don't love it, but now I actually prefer doing drive through than going in. We have to actually talk to a person. It's just talking to a box. I, I used to, so the thing was, is I was scared that I wasn't going to be able to hear them. It was going to be like, and I was going to be like, uh, I don't know how to continue this conversation and just drive away. <laughs> it's, it's the third time this week this asshole's ordered to not finish the line. This, this car pulls up. He says, he, he just panics and leaves. He just yells everything as quickly as possible. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- and then there's also the, I don't, I don't get fast food a lot. So I'm one of those people that drives up to it and has to look at the board and they don't, they don't put the board before the order thing. They put the board after the order thing. So like you have to drive up to the box and they're like, what do you want? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. That's some bullshit right there. I hate that. Like if you're going to be like waiting in line, at least have like another like, bored with all the stuffs on it the only no there's not really much options it's like mcdonald's you get a hamburger you get the chicken or that's pretty much it some of the newer places will have a pre-board if you will that's those are the places to go those are most the, of them don't, are most the spots. don't. Yeah. and especially nowadays they're just like fucking looking around bitch uh, yeah. the only time i've been to any fast food place where uh they actually said order when you're ready at the drive through. And I even said audibly out loud, "Oh, thank God." <laughs> it was a uh, Dairy Queen 
and it was in the drive-thru oh. and they, they even probably because they're like give us more time yeah probably but they were, were you ready don't don't rush us yeah yeah and I did. I took my. There was no behind me, so I took my time. And Somebody, it, the person right before you, just ordered a banana split. We need, we need time. It was a minivan with seven rowdy kids. Take your time. That's uh, Dairy Queen's the only place where I don't feel bad only ordering ice cream. Like if if I'm like going to Wendy's and I only order like a frosty, then like fuck me, right? Yeah. Like if you're going, I mean, I've done it. I don't care. <laughs> Dude, frosties are the shit. Especially that they got the new strawberry kind. Those like, are yeah, good. I just want. I just want to try that. Have you seen and the commercials, like, like the the current Wendy's commercials? With I um, have not. So there's this lady in. So all the commercials, it's like, again, it's an unrealistic portrayal of what the fast food industry is. But every commercial begins with this lady named Catherine, and she's like you will fall in love with her. She's just got such a sweet voice, and she's just got like. Not a super bubbly personality, but anytime um, she's no AT AT and T lady. Oh my god, no, she's no uh, Miliana Weintraub, whatever the hell her name is. <laughs> What's her? What is her name? Her name's like Lily in the commercials, right? Yeah, Squirrel Lily yeah. girl. Yeah, that's that's much easier to pronounce. Squirrel girl. Squirrel girl. Yes. We got, I really was looking forward to seeing that. I was too. We got we got hosed, man. That sucks. We got hosed, but uh, no, this this lady, this Catherine lady, will. She, she's just like she's not like super bubbly, but just enough to hook you and get your attention. And uh, I admittedly swoon whenever a Wendy's commercial comes on. She warms your heart just like uh, uh, spicy chicken nuggets. <laughs> yes. Good. Yes. Product tie in. Well, speak- I almost went. Da-da-da-da-da. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> there goes our chance for a sponsorship. <laughs> I mean, they're all the same. I mean, I don't know. I mean, McDonald's (laughs) has the same stuff as Burger King. (laughs) We're losing advertisers, Nate. Back out. Back out. (laughs) Uh, They're all terrific. And uh, I get uh, one of everything every day. Good save. Really, really proud of you, Nate. Awesome. <laughs> I have seven meals a day from the seven major groups that I uh, go to. Mm-hmm. I'm violently diabetic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get my fries from Wendy's. I get my nuggets from. It's like, have you seen, have you heard people that do that? Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, married to psychos. Someone. I was married to someone who did that. What? Oh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, you, you um, ever, you ever done a f- tour of a food court before in one sitting? Well, that's that's a food court's different. Driving to different locations is something entirely different. Oh, I don't think she ever went that far, but like I definitely. No, like if you're in a food court, you can literally go and pick and choose. That's fine. Yeah, that's not the crazy. The crazy is literally going, you know, taking 15 minutes in each drive. Like, no, 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 no. Oh yeah, no, that's I. Now I won't be surprised. I won't put a pastor to do that, but I don't think she's ever actually. Uh, at least in my presence ever actually done that but how many people from grubhub do you think have had to do that it's like some asshole just being like i want the french fries from wendy's i want the chicken nuggets from yeah and it gets unfulfilled because they chipped 38 cents yeah yeah it really depends on the tip in the end um my understanding with those services is you can like if it comes in you can just straight up say no fuck you i'm not doing this yeah there. Speaking of food, so I'm in a Facebook group called Applebee's Go Hard, which 
is typically posts about people going to Applebee's and getting absolutely shit faced off one dollar margaritas. Oh, the best margaritas, right? Jesus Christ. Or falling in love with Pop-off vodka. <laughs> falling in love with and banging the big titty goth waitress. Uh it's it's you only get class at Applebee's. Like you don't go there for the um for the bees. Yeah, you don't go there for the quality. You don't go there for um you, I mean you go there for the ambience, which is uh the lowest of the low. Um and I I fuck, I got one right near me and sometimes I'm just like fuck it, I'm really craving something awful that's not McDonald's. I'm going to go to Applebee's cuz at least I can sit here and just kind of like the difference seems is like you know, Applebee's actually serve you alcohol, which is nice. But anyway, so there's this post or this this group called Applebee's Go Hard. And a little after the pandemic began, because Applebee's, um, obviously, we couldn't go to Applebee's. We couldn't really go anywhere. Applebee's was stuck doing deliveries and, and pickup only. So not much going on in the group. And then all just sort of suddenly, this man named Musa appears in the group. Musa, a picture, if you will, a bald man, uh, a dark-skinned bald man with a goatee and a toothy grin. Okay. Now, Musa, as we find out, is from Turkey, country Turkey. And the dude has no idea what Applebee's is. I don't even know if he, th- he realizes what the group is that he's in, but he joins the group and then every day posts a wholesome broken English greeting. That's the best kind featuring a picture of him with a glass of wine. And it turns into a daily thing where every day he's just wishing everyone greetings in broken English and showing off the wine that he's drinking. The one day Musa doesn't show up. They're like, oh, my God, is he okay? <laughs> First party. And for the for the time that we couldn't like, you know, we're, people are just sharing Applebee's memes because they miss being able to go. Uh, but for a time, it was just Musa. And that's all we had. And it just became the thing. And this this dude just straight up just infiltrated the group and just took it over and i will i will reiterate that i don't think he knows what group he was and he just did it he just found some random group and just joined it and was just like hello greetings friends from turkey drink wine that's inspiring there's one photo i found of him where he's just standing in his shower naked and he's just pouring wine on himself (laughs) that's when you know you've made it so uh now he continues to post in this group regularly and now he has his own group on facebook which i need to see how many people are in it but it's called the musa turkman fan group or fan club uh this guy like he's he's earned himself this is why i love the internet he's earned himself like this reputation this this celebrity status for doing nothing more than just getting lost and, and just enjoying his wine. But because he has... Oh, uh, 5.3 thousand. So 5,300 people in the Musa Turkmen fan club. Wow. And people paid for him this past weekend to come out 
to the United States from Turkey to attend a Kansas City Chiefs game. Uh, I, I failed to mention he's a for some reason a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs and when like he would post things in the Applebee's group he'd be wearing sometimes if he wasn't naked then he'd be wearing a Chiefs jersey and he'd be saying code Chiefs and I guess too um, he didn't really know English aside from go Chiefs that's, hey, that's all you need to know I need to see too uh, how was that game that they played um, oh they Words. won they won by a point Dang. Not bad. Guess the Raiders. Wow, Moose just showed up for a good game. Oh, yeah. Oh, so he actually did go. He did go. And then uh, here's audio from KCTV out in Kansas City where they caught up with him and they not only interviewed him, but people who uh, organized the trip. A lot of the tailgaters at Arrowhead have been going to games for years, even decades, just as we saw in Betsy's story. But tonight, we found a man who traveled halfway across the world for his first NFL game. KCTV5's Nathan Vickers is live to share the story of how he came to Kansas City all the way from Turkey. Nathan? Yeah, it's such a great environment out here. Like These Chiefs fans are getting ready to go inside. They're getting their game faces on. But these folks have been tailgating together for decades. And it's like a family out here, right? So we met a different tailgate group today, too, who just added a new member to their family. His name is Musa Turkman, and he's going to his first Chiefs game. I'm feeling very, feeling very happy. You know, this morning I was wake up at 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock. I'm, my hand liked this, you know, for watching the Chiefs game. Uh, okay, Borat. Mike, you're muted. I know he's happy. Yeah, I'm, he's muted because I've been sneezing. Okay. Oh, no. Um... Bless you. Yeah, um, look, I'm not, I'm not knocking the guy, too. Like, I'm happy he was able to come out. Just the first time I hear that, I'm like, oh, my God, it's Borat. Like, th- this dude is literally what Sasha Baron Cohen was making fun of. Uh, more of this. Turkman, and he's going to his first Chiefs game. Right. I'm actually Turkman? Very, very happy. Yeah, Turkman. I thought they were just like, the last name of, he's from Turkey. That's his name is Turkman. Tur- Turkman from Turkey. That's him. <laughs> Superhero Turk man <laughs> with, the, with the power to get drunk off wine. All right, here we go. Turkman, and he's going to his first Chiefs game. Right. I'm feeling very, feeling very happy. You know, this morning I was wake up at five o'clock or six o'clock. I'm my hand liked this, you know, for watching the Chiefs game. Musa met some of these fans through social media during the pandemic. They would do virtual happy hours together, and he would always drink wine. His nickname soon became Musa the Wine Guy. And whenever they'd toast, they'd say, go Chiefs. So soon he started watching games late at night because of the time difference, of course. And this year, friends raised enough money to bring him to Kansas City for a couple weeks to see the Raiders game. And he's going to the Bills game next week. It is amazing because I think we all forget and we take it for granted what we are blessed with in life and we get to see it through infinite is what i keep saying he sees things and he's blessed musa says he wants to do some good for kansas city while he's here so he's also going to have a fundraiser for a local domestic shelter reporting live in uh, kansas city at arrowhead stadium nathan dickers kctv5 news we don't do enough feel-good stories on this show
Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. And he's going to be here for a couple of weeks. So I think he's going to make the most of it. Yeah. Uh, I really hope he gets the opportunity to go to Applebee's. I hope he gets to experience. Oh, yeah. It. Like he, he just, oh, there it is. No, I guarantee you they're going to take him to Applebee's and he's going to be like, what the hell is this? Oh, yeah. What is this crap? And like Applebee's go hard, man. That group that we found you in. He's going to be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know. I just do you guys like wine? They are. They, I mean, it's Kansas City, so they are going to have to give him some good Kansas City barbecue. Other than that, that's, that's the only thing he's got to worry about. Yeah, I guess besides uh, the Chiefs barbecue and uh, hundreds of Minuteman missile silos, what else is Kansas City known for? Uh, Lord, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. <clears throat> like, I'm happy the guy's a Chiefs fan, but like, of all places to go, like Kansas City, middle, middle of the country, middle America, like literally middle America. Anyway, I'm happy that uh, Musa got to experience America. And also, it dispels now that Musa is not just uh, like uh, something that was made up for a long time. People thought it was just like a joke that some guy just like made up this character and was just trolling. But no, he's real. Yay. That's a sweet story. <laughs> Look, we can we can sometimes do that. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. All right, now how fucking dumb are you? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Uh, I pack this one full, and I'll let you guys pick when we get to it. So uh, we'll have times. To, we'll have that for you coming up. Stick around. You, you are listening to Hardly Focused. This podcast contains explicit content. You are listening to Hardly Focused. Uh, on the topic of maniacal uh, individuals. <laughs> Dude, you sounded like Sweet Tooth from Twisted Metal. <laughs> Hear more at HardlyFocus.com. Don't try to ever do that again because that was like a spontaneous <laughs> thing that was just perfect the way it happened. thing run you headbang like a motherfucker such an awesome song songs for the deaf baby i'm sorry songs for the dead off songs for the deaf uh we're hardly focused mike dorara nate fillers jack gill uh, you can go to hardlyfocused.com yada yada etc etc and uh a segment that we like to do on this podcast Every once in a blue moon, called "How Fucking Dumb Are You?" Hardly focused presents. <laughs> Do you finger your own asshole just to smell your own shit? Like I don't get it. How fucking dumb are you? I have four stories today. We don't have to go through all four. We're not going to have time to foreskin. What we did the foreskin story already? We already did the foreskin story. <clears throat> so. Ah, uh, <laughs> shit. Uh, Mike, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it to you. So the four that um, we have available here. So first we have <clears throat> pastor who gave kids I love hot youth pastor stickers placed on leave. Yep. Uh, Central Texas mom warns parents about Hocus Pocus 2. I feel like there's a second one. That's the second one. I want. I, I know which one I want first, but go ahead. Okay. A fake astronaut scams woman for $30,000 landing fee to return to Earth. 
And then finally, Fox News scorched for, quote, grotesque personal attack on Joe Biden. Uh, we're going to go, uh, Alex, I'm going to choose uh, astronaut for 30,000, please. Okay. Wow. Not the one I was expecting, but all right. Uh, it, it, it's one of those, like, the other ones, like, happen at least occasionally, right? Sure. <laughs> this one does not come up in the news every news cycle, okay? Or every news year. Okay. All right. This is this is a newbie. All right. This is uh, this is fresh. So, I I, I want to dive into this one. Okay. So this is from the Bradenton Herald, Bradenton.com, by the the uh, individual who wrote the article. Aspen, holy crap! Flugofet, fluga, flugoff, flugohoeft, flugelhorn, flugelhorn. I swear to God, this is not a name that has ever been like uttered by anyone uh, it's it's flukhoft 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 fluko is aren't, aren't those fluko aren't those the uh the folks at the hospital that like inject you with the those are phlebotomists those, that's close okay close enough that's not what this word is no that's a flukhoft okay and what what was i thinking of um you were thinking of uh Fluenza, maybe Flautus. I don't know. Flautus, yes. Yeah. <laughs> what does your mouth say now? Chocolate, vanilla, swirl. You said a mouthful. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, would you like to spell flugoft for the people that literally can't figure out what the fuck we're talking about? P uh, P F L. See, that's where I'm thrown off. P F P F L U G H O E F T. Yep. Flugoft. That is somebody's last name. Flugoft. Flugoft. That's like that shit I've been hacking up for like the last couple of weeks ever since I had COVID. Yes. Technically, that's called phlegm, but that's okay. All right. Uh, anyway. Uh, okay. Here we go. A Japanese woman was scammed out of thousands of dollars in an international romance scam. Uh, no surprise. This one's happening. Oh, it's a combination. It's a combination of... Uh, Russia and Japan, but these things always seem to happen in Asia. Uh, the, the fact that it, there's there's this this scam uh, before knowing the locations, I honestly was like, this had to have been like like ten, a, a woman in rural Kentucky or something like that. I, I, that's what I was thinking. Right. But apparently, it's a Japanese woman and a Russian guy. The ones in America are usually the ones that fall victim to the. <clears throat> Uh, like the actual email scams, the Nigerian princes, the ones that are like, hey, can you pick up $300 worth of iTunes gift cards for me? Oh, I need another 200 mm-hmm. You know, those. Um, and there are people there. There are people out there. So poor suckers who will do it. Yep. You know, they'll ask no questions. Uh, the article here says the 65 year old woman in Higashiomi City met a man on Instagram who claimed to be a Russian astronaut. Surprised they said astronaut, not cosmonaut. Cosmonaut. Yeah. Boom, right? Yeah. What the fuck? Well, that's that's due diligence right there, guys. Hey, I'm a Russian astronaut. No, you're not. You're, you're fucking cosmonaut. You're cosmonaut. Uh, Listen, Yuri Gagarin. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, blah, blah, blah. Who claimed to be a Russian astronaut working aboard the International Space Station. Uh, the two met in June and continued messaging for months. The quote unquote astronaut told the woman he loved her and proposed to her. He told her they could get married when he returned to Earth. 
Uh, the scam astronaut then asked the woman to send him money for, quote, landing fees and rocket expenses to return to Earth. <laughs> landing fees. I'm sorry. I, I didn't bring my return fare. <laughs> Uh, the woman sent him five payments between August and September, totaling about $30,000. What? Like five payments. Wow. Yeah. And then uh, still the scammer continued to ask for money, prompting the woman to contact the police. Finally, after 30 grand. Just happens to have 4.4 million yen lying around. <laughs> There's a few red flags here. There's a star man <laughs> waiting in the sky. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Nate. What? what let's let's hear one. <laughs> yeah. First of all, n- we've never been to space. <laughs> no, it's like space, space is a lie, just like birds. Yeah. <laughs> I Act- actual red flag though. Didn't all of the Russians leave the ISS at the beginning of the Ukraine war? I think there's still one up there. Is there still one actually up? There? And that's why he's stuck up yeah. there. He didn't get his return fee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there actually is one up there, and he's the one who's been communicating with this Japanese lady. <laughs> yeah, it's legit. Uh, Russia plans to leave the ISS after 2024. Oh, apparently, oh, there's apparently right now there's two Russian cosmonauts up there. Yeah, they're they're oh. actually, I guess, planning to build their own. Well, <laughs> their quality. It's really up there right now, so I trust it. Yep. Yeah. Yikes. Need to see it. Yeah. Uh, so, so, uh, is is he a cosmonaut? Was there's nothing about this dude's identity. Nothing At was all, ever found huh? out. Yeah. She uh, she went to the police. I could I could honestly I could honestly believe like yeah I'm a Russian cosmonaut and I'm in Russia, which means I'm fucking poor as hell. Because all these, uh, you know, all Russian oligarchs are taking all the money, and I'm just sitting here. Uh, the only thing I can afford is, you know, putting the tip of my AK-47 up my uh, my bell end over here, and, and, and calling it a day. But uh, you know, you never know. You never know. Uh, you, you know, he could just be your traditional. I've got nothing else to do but wrestle the bear kind of guy. So could be an aristocrat. <laughs> uh, you know what the story reminds me of? It reminds me of this. For them landing fees. I need $30,000. Rolls right off the tongue. Uh, mm-hmm. Not many songs that drop the word cosmonaut. No, no. Cracker. God damn. I can think of that one. And then um, the band Quicksand has a track called Cosmonaut. But uh, mm-hmm. okay, but uh, not many. Not many out there. Yeah, Cracker. Name two cracker songs. You can't. Uh, low and uh, I have to I literally have to. I'd have to Google it. <laughs> I don't think there's yeah. any. There's, there's that. I mean, they have a discography, but there's oh, the yeah, only song. That, most bands do, but let's be honest. Yeah, the only song that people know. I know that they were on the uh, the Empire Records soundtrack. I think it was. Oh, okay. Was it the Good Life? And I was about to say something, but I was like, no, that's Local H. Uh, Down yeah. for the floor is local age. Like, no, 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 that's not that's no it's not the same band, not the same band. So yeah, I don't know any of them. 
I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the list, but I don't recognize any. Yeah, a 90s one hit wonder. So, all right, well, there you go. That's um, a woman out $30,000, 4.4 million yen to help out a, uh, a displaced cosmonaut. Uh, no word on if the, the <laughs> wedding, if and when the wedding will be happening. That'd be hilarious if he shows up. He's like, hey, I'm here. <laughs> I loved you. <laughs> I loved you. I loved you. <laughs> okay, Nate. Uh, we have the pastor uh, or we have Hocus Pocus 2 mom or uh, Joe Biden. I want to see what you guys, your take of the Hocus Pocus 2 mom is. <laughs> okay. Uh, I knew it. <clears throat> so this coming from uh, KOLD.com. K-O-L-D for the old and old at heart. Do you remember that, Nate? From the Rugrats? Yes. Um, I didn't, I'm surprised there actually is a K-Old, a real K-Old. Um, here is audio straight from K-Old. Uh, God. Central Texas mom warns parents about Hocus Pocus 2. Why aren't you playing? Uh, you have to hit the play button? No, this is the first time this has ever happened where I've loaded an audio file in and it just said, I'm not playing. Let me try it over here. Okay, here we go. A local mom is causing some controversy on social media after coming out against Disney's popular new Halloween movie, Hocus Pocus 2. News 10's Rissa Shaw sat down with the mother who got emotional over her concerns for other families and the media they're consuming. A worst case scenario is that you unleash hell on your kids and in your home. She means literal hell. She means literal hell. Literal hell. Literal like demon spawn, Satan coming up, literal hell, not figurative hell that we're like, oh God, unleash hell. No, no, A, like proper H-E double hockey sticks. No, we're actually opening the gates of oblivion here. Yes. Uh, okay, we continue. Hell on your kids and in your home. Jamie Gooch is a mother of three. <laughs> She's a gooch. <laughs> gooch. The gooch. <laughs> The gooch. See, this gets gets better and better. <laughs> the gooch. <laughs> She's angry because her last name is Gooch. Man, you got the gooch, the gooch, the geesh, and the grundle. Right? Isn't that all three of those right there? <laughs> What's right? the gooch? Where 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 where's the I th- gooch? Like it, isn't isn't the gooch in between the geesh and the grundle? Where's the geesh? Or is the geesh the, the the female version of the grundle? Right? Is that what it is? Hold on, I got to figure that out. I'll be back in a sec. <laughs> All right. Well, while he's doing that, we got more of this from uh, from Ms. Gooch. This time of year, fall harvest is heavily celebrated in their household, but Halloween is not. It grieves me the thought of exposing our kids to darkness. Gooch. So, so the, the Gooch is another word for the grundle. It's not a separate part. I thought it was a separate part. The Gooch is the grundle. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she is. She literally is a grundle monkey. Mrs. Grundle. Mrs. Grundle. The Gooch Grundle. The Gooch Grundle. The Gooch Grundle. <laughs> that could be the uh, title of this episode right there. The Gooch Grundle. We did it. Yay. Teamwork. Uh, I like the fake emotion, too. Oh, my. Oh. The overdramatic. Because she's a fucking Karen, too, in real life. She looks like a Karen. So if you have the visual up, she looks like one. Uh, like a Midwest Karen. Okay, here we go. Is not. It grieves me 
the thought of exposing our kids to darkness. Gooch says there's a spiritual war being waged against homes in America, and Hollywood is part of the problem, and right now, one film in particular. The whole movie is based on witches harvesting children for blood sacrifices. In a recent Facebook post. I was a little bit scared when I hit post because I was afraid of the reaction that I would get. Gooch advises moms against letting their kids watch Hocus Pocus 2. Um, is it because of the message within or is it because it's just not a good film? Uh, I, I, I think she's going with option one more than option two. She should probably lead with option two. Okay. It's safer. It's the safer option. Yeah. I, but she's no, she's putting all her eggs in that basket. I wish Kate were here because Kate loves the first Hocus Pocus. And mm-hmm. I know she was excited that they were making a second one with <clears throat> the same cast. But all I've heard about Hocus Pocus 2 is that it's not good. Not that. Uh, the, yes. I guess yeah. the first one wasn't all that good either. But the second one, like, you know, it, it was it was nostalgia good. And, and now people are like, oh, I like this one. And you're like, no, you just you're just living it. It's uh, as much as much as you're going to get flack for saying it for the people that are huge Hocus Pocus fans. The first one was never that good in the first place to warrant the second one. Right. OK, it, it, it just is. As long as you understand that this is just fan service and it's not a great movie. Here you go. And, and uh, Sarah Jessica Parker too. <laughs> she's really starting to look like a witch. Like, you know what, 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 when you draw the witches out, like the cartoons with the long pointy wart covered noses and all of that, like, and then, you know, expose them to water and they melt. That's her. She's just like, Bette Midler has only looked better with age. Uh, and then, and then uh, Peggy Hill there, whose name I can never pronounce. Um, <laughs> n- not, not too bad, right? But then Sarah Jessica Parker, like, goddamn, <laughs> role reversal. Because she was supposed to be the cute one, right? In the first one, like the, uh, the attractive yes, witch. Yes. Yo, yo, how the turntables? Uh, okay, more of this. Letting their kids uh, watch Hocus Pocus. Kathy Jimmy. Okay. I'm excited for the uh, King of the Hill revival. I hope the, I mean, she'll, she, she's got to be part of it. Oh, yeah. They all have to be part of it. No, anyone's still alive, that is. Okay, here we go. She advises moms against letting their kids watch Hocus Pocus 2. I believe whatever comes in our TV screens, there are things attached to that. I've seen for myself the things that I've watched with my eyes or heard over a TV screen, they become manifested in, in real life. Everybody thinks it's fake and innocent, but they could be casting any type of spell that they want to. Anything could be coming through that TV screen into your home. We have to- this is someone who regularly watches Iraqi beheadings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yikes. <laughs> They're going to warp our children. They're going to be casting spells through the TV. Have you guys seen that documentary Waterworld? <laughs> <laughs> it's real. Back to the future. <laughs> it could happen. It could happen to you. Mm-hmm. One day you're auditioning for your school's talent show. And the next, a crazy old man sends you back 30 years. It could happen so- to you. The reason why I pick this one is because as absurd as this is, it's so real. Like, oh, yeah. so my girlfriend 
lived in North Carolina. Oh, the buckle of the Bible belt. And she had never celebrated Halloween because she wasn't allowed to. Because it was like, it was like. And this year she's going to Salem, Massachusetts. (laughs) Like, it's, it's a real thing. Like, she wasn't allowed to partake in Harry Potter because it promoted witchcraft. She wasn't allowed to partake in Pokemon because it promoted evolution. It was, it's like, literally, it's, yeah. So it's like these, it sounds so strange. Like this has to be fake, but it's fucking out there. And it's, it blows my mind still that people like this exist. They're, they're just completely brainwashed. Now, does your girlfriend feel a sense of like liberation being able to experience these things for the first time? Yeah, yeah. Is she? Is is there any trepidation with that, or she's like excited to dive in? Uh, well, so we. Like, I want to experience Halloween, but I am kind of a little bit sketched out by it at the same time. Well, the the thing that sucks is that we didn't get to. She didn't get to celebrate her first Halloween until like a few years ago. Like, I mean, this is probably two thousand eight or two thousand eighteen. 2018. Yeah, 2008 was okay. Yeah, well, I mean, like, (laughs) COVID is just one year. Sure. Sure. Now, did she actually put on a costume and go door to door and trick or treat? So we dressed up and we went with my niece. Um, I I wanted us to go up to a door at least once to like have the whole experience, but she was too like we're too old and it's weird. And I was like, that's fair. But. I guess yeah, there's there's people in the United States who have never celebrated Halloween because it's the Satan holiday or whatever. I bet if she went around and knocked on her door and they're like, aren't you a little big, you know, a little old for Halloween? She goes, this is my first Halloween I get to experience. And they'd be like, oh, my God. And they'll give her a full size fucking candy bar every two. Yeah. Hell yeah. 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 Goddamn right. <clears throat> yeah. Have you and guys I say that on purpose? Have you two been to Salem? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I've been to Salem. Uh, it is entirely too insane. Right, it's too uh, much. You, yeah, you've got yeah, I guess plus, but yeah. Like you've got to be able to Uber yourself in because there's no parking in. Oh, it's at a all. fucking nightmare. It's a, oh yeah, from October first yeah. until thirty first. Like no, absolutely not. It, 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 I, I do the appreciate city that sa- that Salem itself is like if you're not a licensed, uh, uh, t- like tarot card reader or a licensed psychic, you actually have to be licensed in the state in this in the city of Salem. To actually practice, I guess say Salem has uh, a very good comic book like hobby store, and huh. then they also have an excellent yeah. video game store that the owner it's like a museum, and he's got like one of everything in pristine condition behind glass cases. And when I the only time I've been in there, I was with some coworkers back when I was at WB pointing out the things that they had on there. It was the first time I'd ever seen in person what was the... It's called the Sega CDX. It's a Sega CD unit, but it was uh, portable. It could it could be used as a discman if you wanted to lug this thing around. But, you know, it, back in nine, 1993, it was considered small. And it's uh, nowadays considered an ultra collector's item. And this dude has, like, a, a near mint condition one just on display and was impressed that I'm like pointing it out to people and like, you seem to know your stuff about video games. I'm like, thank you. I have no life. But uh, I went to the comic book one. I didn't go to the 
the video game one. It's hard to miss. The sign's a Nintendo controller. Oh, probably. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good start. <laughs> Check it sense. out. Yeah, next time you're up there. I mean, go so in the, the summer. Go, go, thing that's, go in the summer when it's not. Uh, yeah, that's like the hardest part is if you go to Salem once in October, like you don't ever want to go there again, ever. Because it's like, it's how long? It's like an hour drive, right? Uh, from here, yeah. Yeah, so, so from where we are, it's an hour drive. But once you get to Salem, it is like an hour to park. Yeah. Or because like, it's just like just if you're whole, lucky. Yeah, if you're lucky, the entire place is just a traffic jam. Don't even park in Salem. Park like two towns over in Uber. Or no, park in the other Salem. Park in Salem, New Hampshire, and then walk over. <laughs> I would be faster. Yeah, don't uh, the the the. I mean, Salem is like it's the aesthetic is cool, especially in late October, but. It's like I've done it. I've been up there in, in October and it's like it's cool to do once, but like it's cold, right? Like the weather stinks. Uh, it's going to be busy no matter where like where you go. If you try to go like any restaurants up there, mm-hmm. but the aesthetic, like the aesthetic. So like the vendors are cool. Like there are people up there to take that shit really seriously. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's when the. The Wiccans and the 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 people like Kate who claim they're witches, that's when they come out. That's their time to shine. That's their time to have blood sacrifices of children, right? Yeah. And light and the also, black candle. Yeah. Also the that's where Hocus Pocus was filmed. Yeah. So And uh Fallout Four. <laughs> Only a little bit. There's parts of Fallout Four and um Well, they have Salem. Uh, parts yeah. of Fallout Four, yeah. Uh, Salem's in it. Uh, the the Witch Museum's in it. There's a whole like side quest involving the Witch mm-hmm. Museum. I think it ultimately involves a Deathclaw battle, but uh, slightly. Yep. Do you get anything out of that, or is it just like be- uh, if you go there early enough? Yes. If otherwise, it's not really worth it. I think there may be some power armor in there. I don't know. It's, it's just cool to do like a like a virtual tour of the Witch Museum. <clears throat> oh yeah. Anyway, um, do you want to hear the rest of this audio? I just like the fact that she's just like, don't watch this film. Everybody thinks it's not real, but it's real. It's, <laughs> it's still like, real to me, damn it. It's real. Everyone, it's these people exist and it hurts my brain to think about. And like, then ask her what shape the world, the earth is. <laughs> you know the answer. You do. You also, you also know she's unvaccinated. Ask her who won. Uh, her kids are homeschooled. Ask her who won the election in 2020. <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, thank you for the selection, Nate. No and, problem. And thank you it's Mike, interesting. for yours. Um, You're welcome. We will return and we will wrap up this episode of Hardly Focused. Stick around. You are listening to. I keep pooping during sex. Hardly Focused. <laughs> This is the end. Hardly focused. The end. Well, you made it to the end of this episode. We all made it. Yay. Yay. Uh, so quite a bit that we didn't get to. Uh, I do want to mention that uh, now the we'll first... We'll to it next time. <laughs> the first one hasn't even happened yet. The When We Were Young Festival in Las Vegas. That Now that's happening, I think, this coming weekend. I think they split it over two weekends because it was uh, huge and uh, the where they're having it 
So they had already announced, like they they released the map of the festival grounds where it's happening, and it, it, I guess in essence, it's just it's too small to sustain, like sustainably hold a, a festival with two stages, and uh, people were already pissed about it. Like it, they they responded to the backlash very very fast and redesigned basically where the um like the general admission pit would be versus the VIP section. It's a mess. It like it, this is going to be really interesting to see how they pull this off. Cause since day one, since this first festival was announced last year, people have just been saying, this is not going to happen. Like this is way too good to be true. And we're, we're coming up on it. And uh, now I would not equate it to fire festival in the least, but the promoters are confident enough that today they announced the second iteration of it for next year. So now the this one has to it has to be good and it has to go off without a hitch because now we have a second one already lined up and ready to go. So next year's is happening. It seems like it's only happening on one day and it's going to be a uh, October 21st, 2023. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's all entirely, uh, you know, alt rock pop punk bands from 20 years ago. They're they're throwing things into the mix here. Green Day and Blink One Eighty Two are going to be headlining. Uh, say anything and something corporate are reuniting for this. And what I thought was really interesting is Finch is reuniting uh, for for this festival next year. Uh, Finch, I can't think of any band that has both broken up as many times as Finch has and reunited as many times as Finch has, and also to the point where Finch themselves probably had no idea that they were booked for this festival. And someone probably told them today, uh, hey, you guys are playing when we were young next year. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. Sounds good. Sounds great. I thought we were booked at a bar mitzvah. (laughs) I thought we were quite right. (laughs) Finch, a very good band. They're just so dysfunctional. Like the last time they broke up, it's because their front man just totally ghosted them and just like disappeared off the face of the earth. The rest of the band like showed up for a recording session and was like, well, fuck this. Fuck you. Fuck our fans, right? So uh, that will be a thing that happens in the way I see it. And again, this is like when people come out and they say when they, they equate any festival to Firefest. <laughs> and I and I always have to point out, I feel the need to have to remind people Fire Festival is happening on an island in the middle of the ocean with no infrastructure support. That is impossible to get to, impossible to, to leave from. So that is, it was truly a disaster. If you're in the middle of downtown Las Vegas and the music festival that you paid money to attend doesn't happen, that is not Firefest and it is nothing close to Firefest. It's at, just a canceled venue. Yeah. At, at worst, you are mildly inconvenienced. Are you of legal gambling age? You're in Las Vegas. Go gamble. You have the opportunity to make back all of that money that you think you've wasted. Unlike at Firefest, where you had to gamble on whether the water was drinkable or not. Right. Mm-hmm. At Firefest, where there uh, was it like the four or five star chef cuisine was cheese sandwiches and salad. <laughs> yes. It was a piece oh. of iceberg lettuce. Have fun. God. Worst part is it did like I was look. I don't know if I was just like really hungry the first time that picture came out, but I'm like, that doesn't look too bad, man. Like, I take it. That's pretty bad. 
<laughs> it, it was pretty bad. Wow. The documentary. I've only watched the Netflix documentary that had the guy who was like ready to suck dick for water. Yes. Um, but I mean, that was I felt bad for the lady that like she was in. She ran the restaurant, the bar that like everyone just flocked to. Yep. Because uh, she got like really screwed like financially because of it. I, like I felt bad for her, but um, I didn't feel bad for anyone who actually dropped money on tickets for this thing. So uh, but I, I, I also wouldn't feel bad for anyone going to Vegas. For what could be a, a complete disaster for this festival, because again, you're in Vegas. There is so much to do in Vegas. Shit, you don't, you can't go to your festival. There's millions of things to do out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, lit, lit is on this roster. Yeah, I'm, I, I met them. You met lit. Yeah, so I went to like the Gravity Games, and I was just like walking around, and then I just saw them just standing there, and they like walked past me, and I was just like. Oh, like they didn't want. Uh, they're like, "Hey, do you want an autograph?" They asked me if I wanted an autograph. Like, I didn't go up to them and be like, "Can I get your autograph?" They came to me and they're like, "Do you want our autograph?" What are they, Brendan Fraser, just telling people that they were in the Mummy? <laughs> I mean, I I knew it was them because like there was the jumbotron that had their the music video where they were on Pamela Anderson. Sure. And, okay. And I was like, oh, it's it's, uh, it's them. I guess. I mean, I, am I gonna say no, <laughs> like to them? I was like, sure. I would laugh. I'll, I'll if, take your. If it was just if it was just a group of jabronis that were saying that they were lit and just like signing autographs for people, and it wasn't really lit. Yeah, I mean, I got like it on like the small piece of paper that I just found, just like laying around because I was like, I don't know, I don't have anything for them to autograph. And I think I like pretty much lost, like left it there. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm enticed by something corporate and uh, Finch uh, say anything. I guess mm-hmm. they're technically reunited for this. I mean, Gym Class Heroes is good, too. I haven't seen their name show up in a hot minute. But then I see the Ataris on here. And that's when I start having second thoughts. Yeah. Cause they just, the Atari suck, dude. Like I don't, I don't hold in high regard bands that are only known for covering another band's music. And like, if that's their one hit, like, like alien ant farm, like, okay. Like, like, uh, the, the Michael Jackson cover. Okay. It's good, but they don't, that's it. That's all they have. Nah, they've got movies. They got movies. Movie. Okay. Movies is a good song. Yeah. Like the Ataris has good, a couple of other good songs too, but it's just like, they're not known for those songs. It's like, if you go to a show and people just want to hear boys of summer, like fucking go, go to a Don Henley show. You want to hear boys of summer. Fair. I'm just, I, I'm, that's where my bias comes in. And I, now it's just saying, I've like, I'm not saying it's a bad cover. It's just like, you guys can write like your own music and, and get famous off of that. Uh, Reliant K, are they? I didn't realize they were still a thing. Huh. They are. No. I mean, so I'm. What I'm curious is: is Thrice gonna do like Illusion of Safety and Artist in the Ambulance? Because like that seems to fit with everybody else in like that genre. Because like after, I don't remember the name of that the album after um, Artist in the Ambulance, but uh, like. V- kinda, v- 
It was Visu, and they've already done an anniversary tour for that. That was the last yeah, concert I like, went to before uh, COVID. But after that, they started kind of going like a little bit more watered down, more indie. Like, I don't know. I like it. Experiment. I like. I loved like Earth and Air. Like, I it was one of my favorite albums of all times. Uh, Artists it's in the just, Ambulance would be turning twenty years old next year, so it wouldn't be uh, out of the question for them to do a um anniversary set okay i i'd be curious to see them i can't especially I, I, for that i can guarantee you yellow card is doing a um anniversary of uh, ocean avenue do and, they have anything else no <laughs> i mean as they, <laughs> as they did at riot fest like that's just all they're gonna do so anyway that's um that's that i don't know i i i think the um i think the novelty is already kind of lost on this festival I don't know. I kind of want to go. <laughs> I I just want to know how this first one goes. Yeah. See if it's uh the the disaster that people are making it out to be, even though it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Um, Michelle Branch. That's an interesting pick. Yeah, I just saw that there. I'm like, huh? One of one of these things isn't like the other. There's always one, right? <laughs> Every single festival's got one. You're like, <laughs> yeah. What? what the hell okay all right okay. Going. <laughs> all See, right i always liked on the simpsons the homer palooza episode when it's uh smashing pumpkins sonic youth cypress hill and then peter frampton <laughs> like why would peter frampton be playing at this festival because <laughs> i know that they were trying to do the writers wanted to have like one act that covered like all eras of of music of, of rock music and they included hip hop too but like at the same time like look it's 1995 everyone going to this festival it's all surly faced teenagers who hate everything the last thing you want to do is have Peter Frampton there Peter Frampton's going to get shot while he's on stage and then Homer shot Simpson, or just you know keel over and then Homer Simpson steals his pig and then Sonic Youth gets into their or, uh, the cooler oh and Cypress Hill steals his orchestra he just didn't have much luck performing at Holobalooza. They 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 kind of screwed over our man, uh, whatever his name is, Peter Frampton. Talking into his guitar. Okay. I was trying to make a joke, but I failed. I um, I'll still give joke. you I'll still give you one of these. I mean, well, the joke was going to be like, uh, is that the band that is on every single poster that we always talk about? I just can't remember their name. On every single. Well, you know, like whenever we talk about like these festivals, like there's always that band and we're like, they're on every single poster. Oh, yeah. Okay. And now I can't remember who it is. Okay. God damn it. We both can't. <laughs> Cheap like, trick. Cheap trick. There we go. Damn it. Yeah. I suck. That's, that I, was the joke I was going to make. And then I was like, and then it just kind of just, yeah. yeah. That's what happens when I drink during the show. I start forgetting my own, uh, my own commentary. Yeah, I'm surprised Cheap Trick isn't on this bill. Yeah, me too. Which is what I was going to say, which was going to be funny. And then everyone was going to laugh because we talk about it all the time. And then I was going to be a hero. Guarantee you, someone who's listening right now is screaming at their. Yeah. They're whatever it is they're listening to, whatever they're listening to us on. Like, it's cheap trick. It's cheap trick. You stupid fuck. 
Yeah, I wish that worked. I wish like I could hear them. But it never seems to work. Didn't I, didn't I, didn't I see you surrender? Oh, well, maybe next time. Okay. Uh, Nate, thank you for trying. (laughs) I appreciate (laughs) you. (laughs) And thank you for being here. That's going to be on my tombstone. (laughs) Nate Fillers, he tried. Uh, Mike, thank you for being here. I hope you feel better. Got you. And uh, for the rest of you, thank you for listening. We will talk at you next time. See you, bye. Goodbye. Manifestation may not have happened.